listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. A snowy mess moves into our area and... You bet we look directly to our city's snow professionals. Why? Well, because the snow system impacts everything we do, everything we have planned that day. Our family's plan, our friends' plans, work's plan, uh, children's plans, school, extra activities. Snow removal is so important, and that may include brine, but it can't be used for every snow system. But when is the right time to brine? Oh, it's a burning question. We're finding answers today. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, also your host for this podcast, joined here today by Streets Division's Assistant Streets and Forestry Superintendent, Roger Kleist, and Engineering Division's Water Resource Engineer, Phil Gabler. Thank you both for being here. Well, thanks for having us. Hi, Hannah. Hi, we're talking about brine. And before we get into the nitty gritty about brine, um, can you both kind of just describe what your role is here at the city as it refers or relates to brine or snow removal? <laughs> so uh, as a water resource engineer responsible for our water quality permit, sure. and so that's with DNR, uh, salt is one of the things that we have to track and say here's how much salt we used last year and then here's kind of the state of our lakes in regards to salt so with that i helped to run the the city uh winter maintenance certification program through yep. SaltWise and uh promote reductions in salt in all of our departments roger uh as an assistant superintendent i oversee snow and ice operations and decide on how we're going to salt sand plow kind of decide on what we're going to be doing for operations for the streets so you are the person that we can thank, right? Is it only, th it's only thankful work. I I'm wish so it was that <laughs> way. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. We know. We love w Wisconsin winters and we know everyone's got an opinion about how to handle the snow and that's natural because it is disruptive. It impacts all of our lives. Um, let's start basic because today we're going to talk about brine, which can be kind of complicated for some. It also can be as simple, which is what we're going to be talking and how we're going to be talking about it. So first things first, what is brine and how is it different than salt specifically, like rock salt? So brine is just salt that is dissolved in water, right? Most, you can have a couple different flavors of it, but the brine that the city of Madison uses is just rock salt and water. And you're trying to hit a target concentration, right? 23.3% of that uh, water is salt. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's about uh, two pounds of salt into one gallon of water, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, that will get you 23.3%. Why 23.3%? Yeah. That's just kind of like when you put antifreeze in your car. It gives you the absolute lowest freezing temperature of brine. If you have more or less salt in there, it'll freeze at a higher temperature. Which, why would that matter? Right, well, one, if you're, when it's spraying out of your, your nozzles, right, you don't want those to freeze up. So you sure. want them to be able to stay liquid at the lowest temperature possible. And also it has the highest melting capability. Hmm. Okay. How does that differ specifically than, I guess, rock salt? Because we use at the city, we use, we use brine. Will you talk us through what do we use and the differences between, I guess, when it comes to different conditions? 
Uh, the difference thing between Brine and Rock Salt is Brine, you're going to put it down on the street and it's going to stay where you put it. Okay. So you can put it ahead of time, pre-treat the roads. Whereas Rock Salt, when you put it down, if there's no snow or ice on there, it's going to bounce off the roads and we're going to lose 70% of it um, to the gutter lines. Oh. Um, so this is one way to pre-treat the road so you don't get that bonding of the snow to the road um, so you can plow that off to a bare pavement later. Have we always used brine? It's been something we started probably 10 plus years ago. We kind of really slowly started it with different chemicals and we switched strictly to brine uh, years ago. So we just, we just use brine, but um, we're getting more trucks in our fleet. So we're able to brine more and hopefully in the next couple of years, we can brine everything in our salt system that we do for, for metro routes and stuff. And when, when Roger's saying, Brian, what he means specifically is that we are doing anti-icing, right? That's, yes. that's that, those lines that you see out on the road before the storm is coming in, right? So we're listening to our weather report. We see a storm is going to come in. Conditions uh -huh. are going to be right. Well, right, Roger will say, you know, shine the uh, Brian symbol up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> the trucks mobilize yeah. and they go out yes. and spread the yes. lines down. Yes. And basically that is... <laughs> You know, it's Brian time, it's everybody. Brian time, right? <laughs> think about that as if you were going to fry an egg on your old cast iron pan, right? Mm -hmm. You could just warm it up and put the egg on there. And you're going to lose a fair amount of your egg because it's going to stick to the pan. Unless you but, have a really expensive pan. But if you do a little <laughs> butter, right? A little bit of butter, yes. a little bit of oil yes. there, right? It helps that egg not stick on and you can flip it over easily. Yes. The brine works the same way on the street. With, as that snow falls, it helps to just... Keep it not as stuck to the road. Yes, and I do use butter when I fry an egg, by the way. So I definitely understand, and that is important to note. And, and also when we brine, we can lower our, our salt usage out of the trucks. The granule will, will lower down 100 pounds if we, if we brine. So we can use less rock salt if we've had a chance to brine. Mm -hmm. And then anytime we lay salt and sand down, we also pre-wet the material at the spinner. So when it's laying out, when it's the material spreading, we'll drop... Um, liquid onto the salt to keep it from bouncing and activate that salt to work better for us. So, Is brining kind of tricky? Because I think when, when brine first started kind of making its way into municipal like processes, it, it, there was some kind of, there was a little bit of hesitation to make sure that everybody's using it properly because, I mean, obviously it's it's quite effective, but if you do it, I guess, the wrong way, which would probably create an an ice rink on, on any path, right? Um, I guess, can you kind of just talk through that a little bit? And is it tricky or I don't know? Because there has been conversation about how to use brine properly and when it comes to safety. So, yeah, I'll, I can talk a few points on that, right? Yes. So we cover brine in our SaltWise training, which is where most of my knowledge comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, so a little more academic than practical, but... The theory behind this is that if you put out brine when it's too cold, it could freeze, right? There, there is a point in which, right, salt water, even at the eutectical point, like if you get down to negative 15, yep. that brine could freeze on the road and cr could create some slippery spots. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's going to dry and you're just going to leave basically this residual salt on the road. When the snow falls, it, it does that oil pan non-binding thing. Sure. Right, one of the protections you can have is if you leave those lines and you have gaps in between, if something happens and you get a bunch of blowing or you get a condition where you might have a little bit of refreeze, it's only going to be on a portion of the road, mm -hmm. and it's a nice little safety net. So it's, I think from an anti-icing and the, the 
pre-wetting, right, if you're spraying it onto the rock salt as it's coming out, it's basically activating that salt and helping it not move around. Those are both very low-risk propositions. You get into the higher risk when you start to do direct liquid application, right? You're using just you're using brine to take the ice that's already formed on the road off. Yes. That one gets a little bit Maybe trickier. that's what I'm referring to. So I think I don't know if the common, I guess, brain like mine would understand the difference that, that you're brining rock salt to make it stick versus I'm just thinking, you know, which anybody who's not working for the city probably doesn't know the difference, but different with the direct application. So what's that then? You said when you're directly putting brine on. Right. So you could use the same truck that does the lines before a storm. Sure. And you ratchet up the application rate, right? Mm -hmm. You might be at 70 gallons per lane mile. It's pretty high rate. And Madison has not gotten gone down that path yet right we're still okay. in we're still in the pre-wedding zone because that is a that's a much lower risk proposition yeah. Yeah. if you start adding a liquid on top of a hard pack road or ice right. you, you could turn it into a slip and slide so we've been real cautious on not to put uh, our brining application just direct liquid onto already covered roads so that's what i'm asking about when i say is it tricky that's yeah. the that's the part the direct liquid application that's yeah. something that we are not doing not on not on snow covered and ice covered roads. No, not we, on snow covered. It's pre treated like the day before the storm. Like if if we didn't think we were gonna have um, rain tomorrow sure. for the storm, we would we'd be brining today. But sure. there's a chance of rain the first couple hours that would wash that all off. So we're not gonna do it today. Okay, good moment to clarify because if people are listening and they're not quite sure, that was good. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. But I will say people have had success on very high traffic. High-speed roads, right? I-94 mm-hmm. in Jefferson County. Yes. They use almost exclusively brine for direct liquid application, right? And they're doing it well. They're doing it well. And they have they had to make some major changes, right? They've increased their uh, brine calling capacity. They do really quick routes. So they're out hitting the street many times during a storm with brine. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think we might get there at some point in... Uh, Roger, my careers. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we might be. We might get there with the the city of of Madison, but it is something that you have to practice and learn and adjust yes. and tweak. And right now, we're still working on. Well, let's get the max amount of brine on our pre wet so that it can work as effectively and not bounce off the road. Right. So that's that's the tricky part. The direct liquid application. Okay, got it. Noted. Brine itself isn't tricky, but the direct liquid, how you use it in when. different when. When we use it. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Phil. Okay, moving forward. Um, yeah, we didn't always know exactly to use brine or how to use brine or what has that journey looked like, I guess? Our brine journey. Do you remember back when we didn't it, use brine? Yeah, it started when I was an operator, um, and we would just nonstop salt. We'd go out on our salt routes, and we'd never turn the salter off. Sure. Um, and then they started getting the... The pre-wet system, so it would it would salt the bread or it would put liquid on the the salt when it dropped. Mm-hmm. We started with that, and then we started getting a couple tanks to try calc chloride and beet juice in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are really tricky as far as temperatures and conditions. So we've kind of transitioned to uh, an easier one for us to work with, and just straight salt brine. And that's probably been pretty standard for a decade now. Sure. Um, and we just slowly been adding equipment so we can have more capacity to do that. Yeah. 
Um, anything you want to add on the journey of brine, Phil? Well, I think one of the big things Madison did is they bought a brine maker, right? Mm. So yes, you know you don't want to be pouring uh, scoops of salt into a tank and hand mixing <laughs> that, right? There's a big a big salt mixer that measures the concentration and has all a, a whole lot of pumps yes. and tanks and measures the concentration of, of salt in that water and keeps it all ready to go. So all the operators have to do is walk up to the, or drive up to the mm-hmm. hose, plug it in, remember to unplug it, and then drive away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the 23.3%. Yep. Yep. Is it 23.3? Yep. Did you I get got that it. number? Yes. So, I mean, yeah, because that's pretty precise. So that's, that's good. Because here I think, oh... Put a little bit of this in here. Give it a little mix. No, no way. Not with how big of a city we are. Not with anything. We need the maker, it sounds like. When did we get that? It's probably in a, do- a dozen years ago. Oh, do- oh so yeah, that's not new, but we yeah. have that. But yeah, that's it, nice. And we make a little extra, and, and other contractors or municipalities come and get it from us. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's real nice. Okay. Um, I guess walk us through a winter event. So we, like, you know, pr- we talked about a little bit of the, pre- the pre-treat and that sort of thing. I guess if you could condense, walk us through a winter event from the snowfall or the pre-forecast and um, how brine plays into that. Um, we're we're kind of dealing with it now, but like I said, we're not going to be able to, to brine with this next storm. But we'll look at the forecast 24, 48 hours out. And if conditions are right... Um, We'll start brining 24 hours before the day before, so it has a chance to sit on the roads, get everything brined, and it has time to dry up and be, and be ready for us when the snow starts. Um, but then we have to look at what what's the temperatures, how's the wind going to be blowing, because if we have a lot of blowing and drifting in the colder temperatures, we might not brine either, because we don't want the salt and stuff will attract moisture, and it'll pull it pull it to that and maybe create ice in some of the, the heavier blowing areas we have in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if we can brine, we'll adjust... Um, or, you know how much we salt we put down for the for the event, and then you know what's it going to look like? Are we going to get enough for a general plow? Um, is this going to be a one-time salting event? You know what's uh, the moisture content of the snow? Is it really wet like it's going to be, or is it really dry and fluffy? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the couple days after going to look like? It's all it all plays a part into what we do to the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's it's all a giant puzzle piece you have to put together. You are snow professionals. You are. I mean, you're talking yeah. about all these different people see snow, they see snow, but there's heavy snow, light, fluffy snow, like you said, but it all impacts our processes and our, our operations. And, and then a forecast has to be right. You know, you just, <laughs> it, you try, you probably try. I'm a former news lady, so, yeah. you know, they try their darndest, but right. <laughs> yeah, we need a, a, an accurate forecast for sure. I, I am with you on that. Yeah. Um, 2022 WIS.brine study. Um, this is was is actually posted on their website right now. Um, researchers looked at data from 143 storms occurring in 10 counties across Wisconsin. It compared brine cleared roads routes to those nearby cleared with a traditional granular rock salt method. Data showed brine treated roads were clear, bare, wet condition more than two hours faster on average more likely to show a higher friction rating, more efficient with material, reducing salt use on average by 23%. So basically it's showing us that crews are clearing roads fast and effectively while using less salt. Sounds like a win, 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 win. And two hours faster on average. What do you think of all of that? Does that apply here? 
I, I think it's completely accurate. You can definitely tell a difference between streets that, that are on our brine routes that aren't, um, or even the simple fact if, if someone's pre-wet system on their truck isn't working, so they're just doing granular because the pre-wet's not working, mm -hmm. you can see a difference just in that, just that eight gallons per ton that comes out. It's a, it's a huge... Um, it's a huge it, benefit. Yes. Big win. Thank you. Brine yeah. time is, is winning. Right, and I will say that on that pre-wet, right, you can think of it kind of like your charcoal grill. Mm -hmm. If you have just a couple hot coals and then you pour a whole bag of charcoal on top of it, it will eventually light that charcoal. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take some time. Whereas if you kind of douse that with lighter fluid and light it, all those coals are going to get lit and burn much faster. Mm -hmm. Brian works just like lighter fluid, but with the salt, right? That salt right. needs to get wet. It needs to have contact of water between it and the ice before it can get in there and really help do all of its work. Mm -hmm. And that brine makes it happen fast. And speed is important with the storm because yes. people are driving through it, right? You need to clear those roads fast. And there's only so much time before the cars will push the salt out of the travel lane and just get it in the curb or up on the terrace or mm -hmm. all it's going to do is kill the grass, contaminate the water, and not make the road safe. Well, if, if it takes us two hours to get through a salt route, we want that salt to be working before we come back through and plow it off before it actually gets activated. So it gets a chance to melt some of that snow, and then we can plow it off before it turns to ice. What does the public need to know about brine that they may not know? Here's your moment. You get probably questions about, or even just snow removal in general. What do they need to know about brine or snow removal? I would, I would just say salting in general. Um, we've changed a lot over the years um, where we used to continuously salt the roads to keep them, try to bear pavement like um, other um, agencies have to because of their road conditions. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing it to keep it so it's safe, but also we're worried about how much salt we use. So we might salt a little bit in the, before the storm starts to keep the bonding from happening. And then we'll plow it off, and towards the end of the storm, when the, the snow stops coming down, we'll put another layer of salt down, and that'll that'll open everything up. So we're trying to reduce salt but keep the the road safe for everybody. Yes, there's a balance there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Phil, um, any thoughts? Yeah, mine's that? less on just brine, but winter in general. Okay. Buy winter snow tires if you can afford them. Mm -hmm. right? They're expensive, but they are great, right? Mm-hmm. There are studies out there that show that those are better than four-wheel drive, right? Four-wheel drive is not four-wheel stop. Mm -hmm. You always have four-wheel stop. But snow tires are a great safety feature to have. Yes. Not not everyone is in that, that window, but if you are, spend your money there as opposed to your all-wheel drive vehicle. Uh, number two, you can always drive slower. Oh, the yeah. speed limit is not the minimum, it's the maximum. <laughs> um, when it's slippery out there or it's snowing, give your fellow residents a little extra space. Yes. Right? Yes. Slow down. Slow down. Try out how slippery the road is on yes. a side street yes. at low speed, right? Yes. Be a very cautious driver. A lot of the excess salt use that goes out in the city is response to the worst drivers getting themselves into a bad situation mm -hmm. and then that raising the bar of winter maintenance for everybody and a lot of extra salt goes out that doesn't actually do anything for increasing safety but it makes everybody feel a little better that we did something yeah so slow down be safe winter tires uh last question brian impact on our cars any more 
or less impact than what we're already doing? I, I would think if we're doing brining correctly and as much as we can, it's actually reducing uh, the wear and tear from salt on the cars because it's the same thing as rock salt, just in a water form, mm -hmm. and it's more controlled, and it's reducing our granular, so we're actually putting less salt out while we're doing it. So it's impacting the health of your car, if anything. Anything else you want to say? Last word here, both of you. As we wrap up today, any last thoughts? So I'll say that, you know, brine is one of the tools in our toolbox, and it has a huge impact on reducing the overall amount of salt we put out in the world. I can see a future where we have reduced, right, our salt use, our granular material, down to like a tenth of what we had 10 years ago, right? We're, we're almost all brine with a little bit of granular to make sure that we don't get that Zamboni effect. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet, but if we look out on the horizon, I could see that future for us. Yay. Roger? Uh, um, a, lo a lot of our crews are out here uh, trying to make this the road safe for everybody that, that travels, lives in the city. Try to give them as much space and time as you can. Um, they're trying to keep get you around the city, so um, they're working long, long hours. So give them some space, and we'll, we'll get the road safe for you. Thank you both for being here. This has been really helpful. Thank you both for coming. If you have a comment or question about this podcast, write in to us at engineering at cityofmadison.com. There's all sorts of winter resources on the Streets Division's website as well. Please check out our Engineering Division website full of resources about this topic, any other topics you want to learn about, because we are always here for you every day in engineering. Mm -hmm.